James will tell you that when we go to distilleries, one of the things I always try to, to sneak is a little bit of white dog. Because you can tell a lot about what's I, going on. You can tell a lot about it. You say, yeah. I do like, well, because a lot tell, of people you don't. You take that white dog and you put it on your hand and you smell it. And, yeah. I, I drink that it, white dude. dog. I, 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 sit, I lick it. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't realize it. Bob turned into my granddad. Yeah, I lick it. And you can tell a lot about somebody with their white dog. Welcome back to another episode of BS and Bourbon, everybody. I'm Bob, and as always with me, I got James. Hey, dumbass. <laughs> and uh, with us today, I've got two special guests. I've got Zach and Al, friends of mine that I've known for a long time. James, you're outnumbered today. Cheers, fellas. Well, let's not go to that. He's outnumbered. <laughs> Normally, it's two dog fans to one tech fan. Oh, okay. We didn't now wait. it's three tech fans I to th- one I, dog fan. I thought you were talking about friends of Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Bob ain't got no friends. He's an asshole. That's what I said. I don't think he's outnumbered today. I mean, y'all already liked me better, I can tell. <laughs> we got right to it, didn't we? Yeah. Hey. I've seen more wins as a Georgia fan than y'all have seen your entire lifetime. That's true. Uh, probably. Yeah. I can't but hey, it's okay. So, Go dogs. So we had today to on this show, we're reviewing some maple products. The first one being the new Taconic Double Maple that James and I picked. Uh, it was just a month ago. We picked it. It's already in. So and then that, we've got two beers we're going to drink with it. So so is that turnaround not typical? Usually when you guys pick a barrel, how, how long does it take? Months. months. Okay. Sometimes upwards of, if they lose the barrel, eight months. In this case, with our first bullet, it was about eight months. Okay. Okay. And then when you look at someone like Buffalo Trace, it's six to nine months. Got it. Got it. Uh, four Roses, typically a three-month to four-month. So it sounds like it's like size of operation. Like the smaller they are, the more the more, the more more quickly they'll move it out. <laughs> bullet. Well, bullet, when you go pick a bullet barrel, they tell you it's already on the pallet, ready to go. And it still takes six months. Yeah, so I always say I look forward to seeing what it tastes like. Well, like we, it's not going to be the some, same thing. And some genius of a damn Georgia Tech fan, I mean, let's bring that back into it, said, well, you picked the barrel, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. like, yeah, you dumbass. I picked it, but it was six months ago from samples, and, 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 and I water it down based off of what I think would be from 130 to 120, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Can you we know, go again? You're not supposed to bring him up on this show. Oh, I'll, I'll take his name out. But but yeah, I look forward to tasting it because it, it's going to taste different than what... I mean, we just... Uh, we dealt with this with our Sagamores. You know, I, mm. I picked a barrel and Bob picked a barrel and my barrel tastes better because I was a visionary and knew it was going to age a little bit longer. Yeah, we've, we've heard the legend of James, right? Number 250. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, thank you. <laughs> no, Mandy, Mandy texted me. Okay. Mandy texted me. Um, she's got a bottle of 22 now, and Daniel took her a 44, and she's like, James, you're up in the top 100 now. Oh, oh. 44 was the better of the two. No. Now, 22 sat in a barrel another five months, and yes, it aged and got good. Mm, 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 but uh, that's how aging in a barrel works, James. No, it was better then, and you just can't you just can't admit it. Well, Daniel still has the original sample, and we're going to blind it and taste it. It's not going to change for me, Bob. 22, mm. better than 44. Mm. Like when you finish 44th place and I finish 22nd place, that means I'm better. That beer's pretty good. Yeah, so what are you thinking about uh, a maple bourbon aged I'm Stop. starting with the beer. I'm starting with the beer. So maple Jesus, maple yeah. Jesus. All right. This is uh, this is Michigan maple Jesus. So this Michigan. is blonde hair Jesus, <laughs> blonde hair Jesus from the Midwest. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. 
Yeah, we brought uh, to pair with this Taconic uh, an imperial stout that was uh, aged in maple syrup, uh, bourbon barrels. Like Zach said, this is Evil Twin. So interesting thing about Evil Twin is uh, actually Nomad Brewer. So he's uh, he's a twin of a, of a brother. They don't have their own location. So every beer they do, you'll turn to the side and they will have to partner with someone where they brewed and bottled it well, there. Let me do the well, actually. So the reason why he's Evil Twin, his his brewer, his brother, his twin is, is, has a brewery called McKellar. And uh, he's the evil twin. They hate each other. Um, so they don't work together. <laughs> but, like I uh, hate Bob. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. similar. Work, except, except they don't have a working relationship either. So, Well, I, th- there's Here. only one work on one side of the relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that side don't work. Yeah. We did see that in the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the link tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have listeners that are on the show now. Thank you, guys. Well, Y'all know how this goes. Now, this is good. Now, I, I could not drink a whole 12-ounce bottle yeah, of this. Uh, no, you good. shouldn't. Unless, I mean, you can <laughs> this, if, if you this, if you're if you're trying to incite diabetes. I mean, we're we're about to drink some maple. How's your diabetes? Beer. How's your diabetes going, Bob? <laughs> well, we're jacking it up today. <laughs> Take an extra shot. Now I changed shot, my Bob. oil in my truck yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, and, and was it this dark? And are you sure you didn't steal my oil, my waste oil bucket? That's a that's a fair point, James. I mean, this is uh, this is a thick boy, as they say these days. T h i c c now is b o i a thick now, boy? How now? How old is this? Probably about a year old. Uh, that was a question I was gonna I was gonna ask you guys. So you know, this thing, you could sit it on the shelf. It's twelve percent alcohol. You could sit it on the shelf, and you know, it do okay. But the way these are bottled, your your biggest risk is oxidation, right? Is that so, why some people. Yeah, wax dipping helps a little bit, but still, you you just can't sit these things on the shelf, you know, as long as you might like if you're collecting stuff, because, you know, this, they may never do again. So it's something a little bit special that you want to save, but we find, you know, you can't go much more than 12 months with some of this stuff if it's not packaged. Anything, like anything that has coffee in it, coffee just disappears and tastes like fruit after two years. And it's just, you lose a lot of quality. And I think that kind of, I know we were talking before the show about, you know, okay, so this was put in a maple syrup barrel like this, you know, taconic. So how do we feel that that's going to hold out over the next year if I sit on a bottle? Typically what I've seen, sorry, Bob, I just stepped all over your face. Typically, what I see with bottles like this, that they stay fine. I mean, of course, stuff like this is new, so it's not had ten years to sit there. But once you open them, you need to drink them quickly. It, you don't need to let them sit open. I mean, we find that with uh, Maker's Mark, it's good through like three months, and then it kind of tapers off. For me, you could taste the difference. Yeah, yeah, you can taste the difference. I mean, you're going to taste the difference anyway in any bourbon you open, but these seem to fall off quicker. Most of them, you, a year, year and a half, sometimes two years, they're fine. But these finished okay. gotcha. type of whiskeys with a, a flavor added from the finish, they typically do fall off. So it'll taste more like bourbon, a straight bourbon, in say six months, more than likely. And I would okay. say that that's it's the it's the old Mitch Hedberg like the elevator becoming stairs joke. Yeah, it's like sorry for the convenience. It, you know, it's just if this was supposed to taste like maple bourbon, now it just tastes like bourbon. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, and I, and I find that once the bottle gets about half, and you've got more air to bourbon, you know, you know, you, you see a bunch of people that have like that much bourbon left in a bottle sitting on the shelf. You just need to drink it because you're not doing any favors. No, you're not. Yeah, well, I think anybody that gets a bottle of this once they open it, it's not going to last long. Well, there's a stark color difference between the bourbon and the beer. That's all I'm going to say. 
<laughs> See, I've already gone a little too hard on the bourbon, so I'm, well, I don't have much more. of comparison. Have don't worry, more. we have more. Oh, I, I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> so this is clearly Motorola. I don't think you have to be a craft beer drinker to know this is this bad boy's thick. Tell us about, I mean, on the bourbon side, wh- what do you call this color? I mean, it's amber to us. Is this a darker or a lighter? Or it's average? a lighter. That okay. would be lighter. Okay. Now, for a normal three-year whiskey, which it is, it would be lighter than this normally. But because of the finish in the maple, it, it did add a little bit of color. So it's... It's, you know, it's a normal. You can look at some of the other things on the sh- on that we've got laid out here. I mean, it's definitely probably about the same as that, depending on thickness of glass. But like the early times there, the early times are a little bit darker. So most bourbons will mm. be about this color. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's a fairly typical. The older you go, the darker you go, typically. But you have to remember that that 12, that 10-year Rebel Yellow is also 100 proof. So it got proof down, whereas this is 115. You pull this down to 100 proof, it's going to lighten it up too. Yeah, this is one, you know, it's almost you pour a glass and you walk away from it for a few minutes because it, it definitely, as, as it gets more air, it smells a hell of a lot better. Oh, yeah. We're fresh crack on this, so it, it definitely fresh has crack. an effect. It, I, I thought fresh crack had a little bit of an ethanol on the nose, but give it five, ten minutes in your glass, you know, let it air out. You can start getting some of those maple. Oh, yeah. So on the beer, I, I told y'all, it was to me, it smelled like Jason's Deli's Little Muffins, yeah. the the black muffins, brown muffins. Are you Now that it's warmed up some, what do you get? Because like that's one of the big things with like you know if you if you chill off this bourbon you're going to lose a lot of the flavor right mm-hmm. yeah same thing with with anything that you go up in alcohol in you know the only reason why you chill vodka is because you don't want to taste it but as as this comes on like this is I I'm you know you start I at first didn't get the maple now now I'm starting to get the maple on the beer I definitely James get that molasses I think which I think we decided was what was going on in those Jason Deli's muffins and then um, we talked about it a little bit earlier I'm getting it as it warms up the base beer um, is actually uh, a smoked imperial stout so you can tell the malts they use some smoked malts uh, as a part of this at least i'm getting that uh on the nose for sure i'm surprised how well these two complement each other now in beer actually go together really well in beer do you have like finishes like a finish do you do y'all do that do you do Uh, like we do nose palate and then finish yeah y'all do the same thing yeah yeah Yeah. so i I get the smokiness to the finish big time Mm mm-hmm yeah. I don't taste it up front at all. I taste, I taste, I don't, I don't get any maple. I mean, to tell you the truth, I don't get any maple to it. It's more like molasses or a spiced, spiced ginger cake. Especially drinking ginger it next to this taconic where you know, hey, this, this yeah. is what maple tastes like. Uh, now, I do get a, a, a sorghum smell like the maple, the taconic. I smell sorghum. I mean, if y'all have ever been to, to Blairsville or the Sorghum Festival or something like that, where they're they're making sorghum and and doing their little thing where they're squishing. <laughs> no, I can honestly say I have never squishing been up to the mountains during the Sorghum Festival. No, this, this episode brought to you by the Sorghum Festival at Blairsville. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Not a sponsor. Seriously, I mean, I went there all the time. <laughs> No, yeah, it's it's got that uh, it's got that like I mean, similar like like the high fructose corn syrup. You don't get that, but you get that like just that stupid chewy. I got I think call it earthy sweetness. Yeah. It's yeah. not just like table sugar. Well, it you you typically you know you hear a lot of stouts, especially have licorice notes, and, mm-hmm. and that's just that like herbal sweetness. Um, this does not have licorice notes. Um, I appreciate and, and that. If, hey, you know, I, we, you know, that's we, you and me both. We've got some friends who will you you will we'll open a beer, have licorice notes, and then it will find the drain. So it's just it's it it depends on the person. Um, Get like like um, have you ever been now now James? You might have been to the Sorghum Festival, but have you ever been somewhere where they're making chocolate? Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> it's, okay. it's, it's, it's like, a false equivalence. Hey, 
Right. <laughs> James goes to the Sorghum Festival. I go to places where they roast cacao beans and make chocolate. You know, Bob never plays into the stereotype. <laughs> never. <laughs> but this, like that, um, like the chocolatiness is not like chocolate, chocolate, but almost like cacao nibs. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the raw chocolate. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, this it, it tastes of raisins also to me. Yep. I mean, it, it's re- I, I mean, I thought it was just going to taste like crap. It opened up. I nice. mean, I thought, man, I don't I don't like beer. These guys are going to bring some of this this stuff, and it's just going to taste like crap. It's going to taste like Bob's cooking. But <laughs> it, I mean, it actually <laughs> tastes hey, good. Hey, not, Look it, honest. I, I see how big Bob is. I don't. It seems like he knows how to cook. Question: Was it salty? <laughs> no, then it doesn't taste like James cooking. Hey, Bob ain't never turned down the carb. <laughs> I ain't never seen a biscuit I didn't like. <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> oh, hey, really good. Really good. Really good beer. Tasty. I'll take some home to the wife. Let her try a little sip. I know she ain't going to like it. She likes fruity stuff. Sours. Yeah. Corona, Michelob Ultra, or Sours. Or Sours. Okay. Fine. And then what's the what's what's the next one on the... What is... I think this, this uh, we do the other evil twin. Yeah. Which this is... This one is... Uh, there is a... A term in, uh, that actually came out of a joke that a blogger had about stouts because they put a bunch of adjuncts in them. So they put a bunch of cake and sugar and maple and syrup and then age it in barrels. And it's the, they call them pastry stouts. So basically you're, you're drinking a dessert. I like it. And Go on. Yeah. I, I, I saw your eyes light up. So, <laughs> Tell um, me more. But this one is, uh, this is Evil Twin again. And it's a Imperial Biscotti bourbon maple syrup barrel aged. The base beer is the Imperial Biscotti break. This one's aged in maple bourbon maple syrup barrels. So, I mean, you can kind of tell like these guys are just, they'll buy whatever barrel that they can get their hands mm-hmm. on and they'll, they'll shove a beer in it. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, this, this. Let, let's take a beer and we're going to put it over here in these like maple barrels. We're going to throw some biscotti cookies. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> let's just see where it goes, guys. Hey, Bob's got a major boner. Right <laughs> <laughs> His chair just pushed back. With no, no hands. It was really awkward. See, so the, the play, if we, if we guess here before we pour, the guess will be that this is going to be a little bit sweeter, right? So that last one was just the base beer put in the maple syrup barrels. This this was put in the same maple syrup barrels. You see the, the logo here on the side, but they have these additional adjuncts. So let's see if, if that's what we get. It should be really similar flavors, but they, they basically put more sugar. So again, Bob's Boner. I'm, <laughs> but again. Sweeter I'm, than a fat man's Peter. But I'm, I'm surprised at how well this Taconic is a palate cleanser for these beers. These beers are these, yeah. they're stout, but you drink a little of this Taconic and it just... Cleans it right on up. One fifteen proof who, will do that. Who thought that you would want a, a a bourbon chaser to a beer? Not the other way around, right? There's people who just turn this podcast off. Like, <laughs> I can't believe that idiot just said that. <laughs> hey, same nose for me. Mm-hmm. I think the well, I, it, it, they, they have a very similar base, right? So the last one had smoke malt. This one doesn't. When you nail your body for a stout, because like we talk about body, and Whoa, it's, when you do what now? <laughs> When you nail your body, yeah. Like, <laughs> let's, so when, let's when, take a step back and explain that one. I mean, it's the same thing with same thing with with whiskey, right? Is you got you got uh, you've got you've got the body of of the pour, right? And it has a certain taste and it has a certain thickness, and you've got that with the stout as well. It's just uh, you know, you, you look at the stout, you think about how how thick or thin it is. As you go deeper into craft beer, that uh, especially with the stouts with the dark beer, the body is becomes the big differentiator. So I don't know if you guys would say that's the, I know you rate it when, or you, you know, when you give people notes and stuff you talk about, but that is a, that's a clear quality. If you can make a, 
If you can get a thick body on a stout, you're going to be, you know, miles ahead of everybody else. And then flavors, you can always add flavors and stuff, but that, that body is, in, especially in the dark stuff, becomes a, a very big differentiator. So when you see like that biscotti and, you know, cacao nib, things like that, when do those get added in the beer process? Typically, they're, they're, they're fermented with them. Um, so it, it'll be usually post-fermentation, then they'll do like a second fermentation or they'll rest it on something. Beer making process, you mash. Everybody here should know what mashing is. You take that and what you have is a wort. You take the wort, you then you boil it, then you throw in the yeast and you you put it in a airtight container. So, you know, y'all have been to distilleries. They just, you can open ferment because it's got so much alcohol on it. It's going to stay sterile. Beer's not that way. You've got to keep it sanitized. You got to keep it contained. Once the yeast is done, you obviously don't distill it. What you do is you throw it into, that's when you throw it into the barrel. But that's you when you start. It. You could, you could. And, and you go through and you, you add stuff at different points. So typically what, it, what would happen is, you know, we take a stout like this. My guess is they probably, they brewed it, they fermented it, they threw it in the barrel. And then at the end of the barrel, they may have added stuff as the finish. Now people. In the barrel or yeah. like in a stainless steel <clears throat> container? It could be either. They'll add it to the barrel. But but it, it could be either. It, it depends on what their process is. And 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 for the most part, you're just, it, they'll, they'll do different things, right? Like sometimes you'll throw stuff into the, the boil to see if you pull something out in the boil, right? Sometimes you throw it at the very I end. Always, I always pull a shrimp out of the boil <laughs> yeah. every now and then or a crawfish. <laughs> what do you pull out of the boil? But it, it, it just, it depends. You, you know, the, like, if you talk about the, like, the big thing right now in beer is is, is all hazy IPAs. And these are I, IPAs that are not very bitter. So bitterness comes from how early you add hops to a boil and it extracts all the bitter notes. So you basically pull a shit ton of tannins out, right? And that's the bitterness. If you add it afterwards and you don't add any and you just add it when it's cooling down, it doesn't pull the bitterness out. It just pulls out like all of the notes. It pulls out the pine note or the fruit note or the what the big ones now taste like coconut and things like that. And, and it gets a completely different characteristic where traditionally you're supposed to throw it in really early. People are jump off the bridge and try different things, you know, like finishing bourbon in different barrels. Now that's not the traditional way of doing it, but it's, it's kind of like what the market's interested in. So when you're talking about the body and putting something in Bob's mouth, yep, <laughs> it, it refers to like when we're looking at one and see if it's oily, see if it has legs, yeah. creaminess and stuff like that. So that we basically, you taste beer mm -hmm. about the same way, just different terminology and different and potentially different value points right mm -hmm. like some people might prefer something to be a little bit thinner whereas like in a stout like style dictates you're not supposed to yeah. it's not supposed to be thin thickest wins yeah well stout like me stout right mm -hmm. exactly like that. stout like bull boom boom so on this one, it Im immediately is different. Like right before it touched my tongue, I, I felt it. It was a, a sour type feel. And then it is milder than the other, in my opinion. I oh, yeah. don't like this as much. No. It's not as complex. Yeah. And that sourness you mentioned, uh, this is the challenge with, with, with us. So we got the we got the peek behind the scenes here. And we mm -hmm. saw Bob's uh, little cellar up there, little collection. In the beer game, you let these things sit too long. Oxidation is your is your enemy right getting under that cap and getting something in here that's what i get on the taste here a little yeah. bit of oxidation oh, is, that, is, gonna, is that what it is yeah, yeah. Okay. it's going to give a little bit of a okay. kind of a sour i mean it's not as strong when we say sour right you're not yeah. like pucker you know yeah. puckering up no it's just like a like when we drink rye sometimes we get like those hints of pine you know it's not like you're chewing a pine cone like you're drinking gin but yeah there's like that yeah. little so that's what the oxidation yes. does to right. uh now does oxidation do that to other types of beer or is it just these stouts it 
it, it's gonna it's gonna change, right? So like this is so sweet that I think that's why you get the sour note. Like if it wasn't as sweet, it wouldn't quite just be straight up like a it wouldn't be a sour note as much, right? Uh, it it would be a different. It'd be like a flatness, or it would be a little bit more of a bite or something like that. Like an IPA, just to yeah. Do not IPA. age that. That's a that's a definitely no ager. But if you did, let's just say somebody had an IPA sitting on the shelf for a year and they're like, I'm tired of looking at this, I'm going to drink it. Would it be flat or would they uh, get a sour note or? It would be dead. Like, uh, so dead. You, you, like you wouldn't have the, you wouldn't have the fresh notes of like the hops. Like, so really like the, the, with beer, you're watching a lot of stuff fall out. Y'all were talking earlier about how you expect that the maple would, you know, if you opened it up, it would start to fall out pretty rapidly and then turn into bourbon. Well, if you open a, hold on to an IPA, the longer you hold on to it, the closer it's going to get to Miller light well back to my trivia question that, that's the exact same thing yeah it's oh like put put a ton of hops in it mm-hmm. so that way it whatever falls out it's still drinkable on the you know when it makes the trip look at me bringing the knowledge bob you brought something thank god see for us that we wouldn't know it wasn't supposed to taste like that me personally right. I yeah mean, we, we would have said mm, this kind right. of it, it's, it's got a twang to it oh it's okay for me i mean you know right. I, I like the i like the michigan maple jesus better but i would agree blonde jesus yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do y'all when you go to like I was when we go to sort of buy bourbon, if I saw a bourbon sitting on the shelf from the seventies, I'm picking it up and buying it without question. Are y'all looking at bottle dates on beer? For sure. I mean, especially on the on the other side of this when it comes to IPAs and stuff, right? If you you know the, the educated buyer, over. right, you walk in the store, you see someone doing that, they at least know what's going on. They might not know the level of knowledge that James has shown here with his IPA facts, but you know. Somebody picking up that can and showing it, uh, it they, they know something's going on. And we're not trying to, you know, stick the stick the store owners with stuff, but they need to be pushing, you know, upstream to the distributor and stuff. Say, hey, you need to get your orders right. We need stuff fresh because it makes a difference. Once people know, once people taste the good stuff, there's no going back. You, you're going to have to keep your stuff together. Um, with the dark stuff, you know, it's going to be okay. You're not doing the same thing. You're not making sure it's, it's, it's you know, freshest date that there is. But, you know, th- this stuff, there's less of it on the shelf anyway, and, and it's not going to... You're not going to have a lot of that going on. The yeah, as much shit as I'm giving like Miller Lite and you know you would call it the macro brews. If a oh, fresh Budweiser, like Bud Heavy, if you get fresh Budweiser, that's that's good stuff. It, it's it's it may not be your preference, but like it's well produced and it can be really clean. But it's the it's how easy is it to walk into a you know a gas station that's had a you know a can of bud in the in the back since the 80s <laughs> and you end up with that and then next thing you know you're like God, this is terrible but i've got one from the 70s yeah. a bottle and it was i mean i know it's got chunks floating in it oh but it was it was from the assembly line it's it's melted over looks like bob when he's aroused half <laughs> <laughs> it's called so, a stubby <laughs> yeah. so if i were to ask you guys because we we talk about it all the time what is your unicorn beer Mm. I could have anticipated that question, but it wouldn't have made it any easier to yeah, answer. We, we could have gave you some show oh. or something, you know. But I just thought <laughs> no, about no, it. No, no, no. two we're, minutes ago. I thought about it. Building this plane as we fly it. Yeah, unicorn beer. I mean, is there a beer you're chasing? Bob's unicorn got beer. Pads. <laughs> unicorn beer. That's tough. I mean, what I was going to start with is I think that people are getting smarter. 
And, you know, a lot of people are, you know, there's information out there. They're sharing techniques. You can get some good stuff. So um, the stuff that trades crazy, we don't really pay attention to it. And I don't know, in your in your world, it might be like the equivalent of the pappies and stuff. I, I can't imagine. You guys are probably so aware and so good. It's like, you know what you like. You don't have to go and chase a pappy. It's kind of the same thing, right? It's like, yeah, Store we beers. get it. This beer is is, is got the hype and, it's, and, we, and there's no one's going to say it's not good. I'm sure you're not going to say a pappy's not good. We don't. That's kind of where we are. It's like we wouldn't go for just the way you wouldn't go and chase like a pappy. Happy down. We're like, yeah, that's wouldn't turn one that's famous, but oh, right. But yeah. I'm not going to go camp out for three days in the park. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, either. And I think that's where we're at. It's a the 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 locals have gotten so good at what they do. So like, I think Orpheus has done a fantastic job when it comes to stouts locally. Monday nights putting out a lot of really good stuff. Uh, even you start getting out in other places. Y'all were talking about Southern Grist. That's a good one. You know, Westbrook is actually where this guy was brewed because we were talking about it being a nomad. There, there's good local stuff that you can get your hands on without having to fight for. I mean, think back, you know, we, I know Al and I can have this conversation, but I think we've talked about it yet. KBS, Founders KBS used to be Kentucky breakfast out. Used to go out every, was it, it was back in May or, or, or March when it would come out and people would wait out and camp out for it and there'd be purchase limits. You can walk into any store right now and find it on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And it's, it has, it has a little bit to do with production, has a little bit to do with founders, but it has a lot to do with there's so much better local stuff. We don't have to have unicorn beers anymore uh, as much as the, the the unicorn changes and it's local. Well, I, I mean, it's good because this being you know Atlanta-centric podcast, we do want to hear about good local breweries. I feel like there's a brewery now in every small town. I mean, there's one in Oakwood. There's one in Winder. There's the one in Lawrenceville. I actually kind of like the one in Lawrenceville, to be honest with you. Um, Iron Shield? Maybe. Uh yeah, that's, way to go, Bob. One. You like it, but I don't know the damn name of it. I, I, hey, I could drive I could to it right now. Hey, hey <laughs> yeah, I, good I, job, I could, Bob. No, but it, the Southern Way, I could drive you to it right now. I couldn't tell you how to get there. We could hop the truck right now, and we could be there. I guarantee you could drive you to it. <laughs> Iron do. Shield is a new one that opened in Lawrenceville. Maybe it's that one. Yeah, and we, I like three taverns. Yeah, we, we've, I mean, we've got a good friend who's really close to opening up a spot in Avondale. We're hoping to see it open next year. And it's the. I, I was actually thought about this when we were on the way up up here is a kind of a you know the difference between beer and chasing beer and, and bourbon and chasing bourbon like the the cost of entry into the bourbon market's tough because like i don't know about that, that that beer ain't cheap uh but but the thing is is that i i can produce beer and i don't have to wait but you know some stuff i don't have to wait but four weeks and i can start selling it our friend who's looking to start up in avondale uh he, he's gonna have i can tell you right now he's gonna have a barrel program and it's gonna be excellent but he has gone out and said is like, i'm not gonna have one in the first year because it, it's not gonna be good it's not gonna sit the beer's not gonna sit long enough to get the characteristics that i want like it's like how do we make the beer that we can sell and and get the money and the capital and everything that we need in order to do that that's that's where he's focused but when, and, he, when yeah. he goes to that barrel program let me know because oh, we will i can get barrels and I'd, I'd like to do some collaboration absolutely bs and beer i mean absolutely we already spinoff podcast like we don't have enough irons in the fire now hey that's another logo james hey <laughs> I know. Do, hey how cool is more it t-shirts when, more when i finally get the george beer in this was beer that was aged in pour one for the and the pour one for george barrel but it will be cool i mean I, let's say one beer a one local beer that our listeners should try that that's a good all around beer that, that a lot of people like. Not something off the wall. Just one local beer. Now don't 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 collaborate. One from each of you. Got to give them some choices. I mean, if I, we I, wanna... I, I, I could put one out there. Oh well, let's go, Bob. What do you want? That three taverns, uh, Raptorus. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. All right, maybe I was James was saying for the people, Raptorus might be a little. You know, that's a heavy fruited sour. 
But I but think it's but, delicious. But a lot of me. but a lot of people are going to like it though. I think. I, I'm I'm going to throw a curveball and just say here's one that is a like I go to this all the time, and we've actually talked about it with some brewers. Don't steal my beer, Zach. Uh, Creature Comforts Classic City Lager. <sighs> stole my beer. Yeah, that I, that I, is, I, Creature Comforts is a well one. They they don't put out bad beer. I guess that's not bad from that school, seventy miles from Atlanta. They their their lager is just clean. It it tastes like a Te- it t- tastes textbook. like book. Yeah. yeah, it tastes like a baseball. I mean, ba- like you just want to say like a baseball. Tastes like a baseball. Tastes like new leather. T- tastes Dad like a baseball white. game. You want to, you want to, you want to have that and a hot dog, and you want to sit outside and cheer for the Braves. Like that's that's what that beer tastes like. Yeah, I drink those occasionally. Yeah, did a great job. Uh, they did a fantastic job. Did I steal yours? So that's for people. Be he stole mine, but I'm ready to jump back in. So if that's you know, if you like want something cleaner, like on the lager side, which that's a, a, a base lager. If you like the hops, maybe a little bit, but you don't want an IPA. Uh, going back to three taverns who we talked about prince of pilsen is a pilsner that they dry hop so they add a little bit of more of the hop flavor by adding so every beer has some hops in it right just the amount of it changes what the flavor is but on that one they do a little dry hop uh, i can't remember the specific hops offhand so that's a tasty one for someone that might want to go just past that classic city we talked about and and explore into some of the hop flavor okay. prince of pilsen uh, that's I, a good one i think we'll try too. that one we we got to at the very least give a shout out to our buddy chris and say uh wildly out of, out of LaGrange has been putting out some really good beers. They, if you're looking for an IPA, local IPA, they've been doing a really yeah, good job. People probably know Chance, which is kind of their standard. You can get that anywhere, six pack in the grocery store. And then uh, Alpha Abstraction is kind of the, the big boy series. Those are double IPAs, around 8%. Those are going to be a little heavier, a little sweeter. But, uh, well, my wife's going to say Southern Bruco, red and black. She does love She drinks it like water. You know the style of beer that is? I don't actually it's don't a know. It's a we... fruiter. Oh, it is. Yeah. Southern, Southern Brew was putting out some really good stuff in the market but it it feels like the last year or so they've just kind of pulled back into athens for distribution yeah we yeah, don't they, see it down i mean they Atlanta. yeah i mean the other day i stopped to uh, enter a raffle and, and bought some beer for my wife i couldn't find red and black okay. i mean and she says it tastes like a corona with lime in it i'm like what are you talking about it's raspberries and blackberries <laughs> maybe don't put that in the comments back <laughs> yeah. to it's not, it's not getting her taste <laughs> well, no that's what she told so funny story we went over to meet these southern bruco guys and we're sitting there and he was bringing out these stouts and oh, i mean he was taking care of I, I didn't like any of them personally I mean, you know, I'm not a beer guy, so that's the way it is. So my wife found this beer and loved it. We talked to this guy. He says, "Yeah, I'm a bourbon connoisseur." Oh God, he did. He did. I mean, he he did. He Which was is fine. You, how you great is that? He was serious. Because I don't walk up to him and be like, "Hey, I'm a bourbon connoisseur." I don't. Right. <laughs> he was serious as a heart attack. I said, "Well, cool, man. What's some of your guys? Oh, I love Woodford Reserve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> At least he didn't say Jack Daniels, right? More respectful. Well, teach us more how, how many bottles of Woodford Reserve did you see upstairs? Uh, I, I didn't see any. No. There was a lot of things. This to episode see, not brought to you by Woodford Reserve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and tell you if Woodford Reserve would release it barrel proof. Okay, it's it's half, actually halfway decent. What is it on the shelf right now? Um, Eighty something, okay. ninety something. I really don't know. I don't know. Well, I now mean, that new one that they did, that the one that's came out this year, said it has some 17 year old juice in it. Yeah, but it's barrel proof. Is it? Mm-hmm. I don't I know what this, what this means. I like a little double oak every now and then. I'll buy a bottle of double oak. Yeah, I think that's we pretty actually, Yeah, but you know, you're a beer guy, so we expect that from you. <laughs> so we, we actually talked to Daniel up. about doing a double oak. Okay, break. so I'm not too far we, off we, then. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to drink a Woodford double oak, it's the way to go. Right. Well, it's yeah, that's the thing. They they feel awfully great about their price tag. Hey, I want to go back, James. Clone, yeah. I want to answer your question directly because I mm-hmm. want to ask the same question to you. So I'm going to go back to the unicorn question. And I'm thinking, you know, lately, lately over the last couple of years, we've been able to get some good stuff 
that we were looking for for a while. But I say the one beer. I'm trying to think of something that I haven't had yet. Um, I would call out. It's in. It's in the Midwest. I think it's in Iowa. It's a brewery called Toppling Goliath. And they actually come into distribution here in Georgia now. So with some of their IPAs and their basic stuff. But they have a, a stout, of course. The uh, the harder to find stuff always is always the big boys where they had to age it for months and barrels, right? It's called, we talked about KBS earlier. It's called KBBS, Kentucky Brunch Breakfast Stout. It's just a big, I think it's between, it's around 13, 14% stout, coffee, chocolate, vanilla, Asian bourbon barrels. Uh, that thing, you, you can't get your hands on it. I mean, you're talking about, they charge... I didn't look at the last when they release it. It's like it has to be a big lottery. I think a twelve ounce bottle might be. It's over fifty dollars. I can't remember the price. And you're gonna drink but, it once. But it's because and it's good for them because you know what's gonna happen if they don't do that. The the one hundred people that can get it will get it and it'll go on the on the secondary for ten times twenty times the price. So good for that brewery. Once you've established yourself and it's good, it's not just hype. Get your piece of the pie because people are still gonna you know you have an increase of supply. People are still gonna on a pay whatever you charge and and you'll. They'll get the piece they deserve. So I'd say Toppling Goliath, KBBS. That'd be a good one. I know. I, I was immediately. I went to like a like Abraxas, which we, we, got. we, we, we finally yeah, got. But like that that kind of goes back to now. We've got such good local stuff that if we want to, we we can pick, typically put together a package and get the stuff we want. Um, trade. Yeah. 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 yeah, so, yeah. We, we trading is typically we 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 steer fairly clear of of secondary markets. Um, on just Price. straight cash, the, the, and y'all know it's the hype machine. Like mm-hmm. it, it could be good, it could not. It could be you know. There's mediocre. a lot of stuff that people hype over, and you're like, okay, whatever you say. Well, I mean, it goes back to the you know the joke we just made about Woodford is that Woodford's they they think awfully high of their bourbon because you can look at the price tag and you're like, well, I can get a lot of stuff that's better than that at that price. Mm. If if it was at a lower price, you know, maybe it's a different story. But however, like Elmer T. Lee, uh, I think is that the geek's favorite? Mm-hmm. Geek and Zeke. Geek and Zeke love them some Elmer T. Lee. It's a fifty dollar bottle. The secondary price right now is two forty ish. Yeah, somewhere around there. And you're like, okay, for fifty bucks, it's okay. For two forty, y'all are nuts. Yeah, it is not that good. <laughs> yeah, something we've seen in the past few months is is the secondary markets went insane. In so a fifteen year pappy was at a thousand dollars. Now it's at fifteen sixteen hundred dollars. Just in the last few months. The Last few months, okay. everybody uh, drank through everything through quarantine. Yeah, well, I mean, the well, I mean, their new box, like the GTSs, uh, the George B-tac. T. Stag, VTAC, yeah. used last to be four fifty. Yeah, last year's was the worst ever. They say, but they don't, they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, it's a good drink it at eighty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was trading less or going for less than any other George T. Stag. Now it's higher than some of the others. It's going to five twenty five. Was it four hundred? I mean, it's it's went in insane. That's in the last wow. week. Yeah. It's went crazy. People, I guess, finally realized they started opening them and realized, hey, this, even though it's only 116, we're used to 130s, it's actually pretty good. Real smooth. It yeah, have good that, drinker. It doesn't punch in the mouth. Like George C. Stag, you know, and y'all, y'all said y'all don't like high proof stuff. So, you know, George C. Stag typically punched you in the mouth with proof, yeah, super complex them, flavor. Yeah, some of them would burn you when you get it here. I mean, it was hot. Hot, hot, hot. Um, and last year's, like you said, was a lower proof, and so everybody wrote it off. I mean, so the secondary market for us is insane. There's a bunch of flipping idiots. Mm-hmm. I would love to say the other F word. Well, can I flip around that unicorn question? Oh, I mean, to us? Can you guys, you I know, can't even, I can't on the bourbon side? Jane. Well, what's my answer then, Bob? 2020, William LaRue Weller. No. Nope. That is what you're chasing. I mean, it might be what I'm chasing. It's not my unicorn. What's your unicorn? I don't know. You answer first. That's just a very handsome horse he's after. <laughs> With one unicorn. horn. <laughs> All right. No, I got to think about my unicorn. Well, they, they've only been setting up this question for about five minutes and you haven't thought, yeah, never mind. Never mind. That's a dumb, <laughs> but, that's a dumb but, statement. But no, but because... 
To some people, the unicorn would be a chessman. No, not me. You know, but that was good that we tried last time. By the way, Willem and LaRue Weller may be the best bourbon I've ever tasted. You got, I wouldn't have known the vintage. It was probably 18 or 19. Had it at a uh, dive bar out in Salt Lake City. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It is very good. Amazing. I'm going to just go with some old Stitzel Weller. You want some old Stitzel Weller? I mean, it, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, it could be any number of names. I mean, there's a ton of people who've got Stitzel Weller stuff. There's people who's got Stitzelweller juice sitting at their place right now. Some some old Stitzelweller. So what is that? What does Stitzelweller mean? That means distillery. it was distilled distillery. back so, when. Yeah. Stitzelweller closed in 1991. So anything before then? So yeah, old, like a, a old Weller original. If you yep. ever see that, that Stitzelweller okay. juice. A Rebel Yell from the late 80s would be Stitzelweller. Um, what would I mean? Just a 23 year old Van Winkle from like five years ago. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Stitzel Weller. Stitzel Weller is now Buffalo Trace, right. quote unquote. But it's not at the Stitzel Weller distillery, so it's different. Okay. Old Stitzel Weller. What you got, Bob? He can't top that one. He knows he can't. No, because I'm going to start throwing out like Willett Family Estate barrels. Yeah, some, some like old, old Bernheim. Yeah. Some old 800 series of Willett Family Estate. B52 is one of my favorite. I don't own one, but I've had it a few times. The B52 barrel from Willett. Oh, Deshaun was drinking one yesterday. Yeah. Uh, C4D. That, there you go. There's my unicorn, C4D. If I can get barrel C4D from Willett Family Estate. That, that, old, that old sample old, my old buddy in Nashville gave me the other day. I don't know if he wants me to say who it was, so don't say. All right. But uh, you talking about a nose. Oh, my Is God. I don't know. If, I can't remember if it was a, a Willett or Heaven Hill, 27 year, whatever it was. But you open it. I, I just smelt it because I, I've got over COVID. So taste has not been perfect. Slots the chair back from the mic. You yeah. never had no damn taste. <laughs> no shit. So I don't know what the hell you're smoking. So anyway, I, I just popped it open. I mean, it's it's maybe a quarter of an ounce. I mean, it's going to be barely enough to, to get my whistle wet. So I just opened it. I said, I'm going to smell this. So I smelt it. And that son of a gun smells like you stuck your nose in a weather. Wh- Werther's original bag. Oh, geez. It is just fantastic. Let me ask the bourbon guys this, though. I mean, have you ever had something that was aged 27 years that wasn't good? I oh, mean, yes. When you get oh, that yes. Old, yes. Yeah. Is it really bad? Yeah. Could it be bad? Yeah. Yes. yeah it it, it yeah. tastes like you're chewing on some tree. Yeah. yeah. All right. Some of it. And it's like it over like the, those tannins you talk about, like in wine. It's like yeah. super organic. Yeah. Been fortunate to drink some decent scotch. It, it, scotch is different because it's not a fresh barrel. So like you can go sit it in a used barrel. You're not getting all those. Well, it's crazy also climate too. Yeah. Where, where yeah. It's they, a little they're, different. They're, they're not sitting in, in giant white houses. I think in 10 the years. Summer. Yeah. I think 10 <laughs> years equals about two years in Kentucky. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, it's that, that barrel's been used what four or five, six times. It four. it depends, right? But like the those fresh barrels, there there's some good stuff that goes wrong fast because they let it sit too much in the. James will tell you that when we go to distilleries, one of the things I always try to sneak is a little bit of white dog because you can tell a lot about what's. Going. You can tell a lot about it. You say yeah. I do like well because a lot tell, of people don't. You take it white dog and you put it on your hand and you smell it. And, yeah, I, I drink that it white too. dog. I, I, I see. I lick it. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't realize it. Bob turned into my granddad. Yeah, I lick it. And you can tell a lot about somebody with their white dog. You can. cannot tell shit from white dog. Yes, you can. There's so many other factors. There's climate. There's barrel. There's everything else. I'm there's, glad there's ages. You cannot tell how good something's going to be by its white. You dog. cannot tell how something good's going to be, but you can. If they don't have a good starting point, it's it's not going to turn good. I think the white dog should taste like shit, and then it's going to just age and get better. Have you 
you ever had a white dog that tasted like shit that the end product tasted really good? I Give go me an example. I'll go ahead and tell you. If you think white dog tastes good, you're an idiot. No, there's some white. I there's mean, a the reason moonshine. you're not. No, moon, if, if anybody drinks moonshine because they think it tastes good and they're not trying to get drunk is a damn liar. Moonshine does not taste good. It does not. I'm glad James is here to keep us all it in check. Because Bob makes I mean, a statement like, you know, the white dog, you can tell. And me, we have the beer guys here yeah. like, oh, interesting. James is like, bullshit. No, you can. I, I think that if you... It's so hard. I mean, you can pick up some flavors from that white dog. But it's going to change so much being in the barrel. You are right. Yeah, there's so many factors that play into it. You, most of the taste of a bourbon, I would say 70% comes from the barrel. Well, not you say. 90% of master distillers say. I know. I'm on their level, son. <laughs> you are not. Me and Brent Elliott are same level. But. Superstars. But if you think you went and tried Four Roses. <laughs> so you're telling me, because as much as you like Four Roses, uh, you're going to tell me their white dog is going to taste like shit? It, it, it's going to taste so much the same. <laughs> That that I mean, if you no, take, no, no, you said like shit. Uh, yeah, you want that, the white dog to taste. Like I want shit. it to be bitter like a damn fourteen. So do we hot open another IPA. beer while they hey. do, or what do we do? I mean, that's what I want. That's what I want my white dog to taste like. Because over time, it's gonna mellow out and it's gonna have a damn good flavor. It the harsher the white dog the more shit it's gonna pull out of that barrel. It's just like meaner I am, the more shit I'm gonna beat out of you. Yeah, that's how it works. I well, believe yeah, it does. The, it's like, the, you know, my yeah, level. The alcohol. The alcohol is going to pull yes. the tannin. Well, but, it, but, but bourbon has to come off the still at a certain... That, why do you uh, think people proof. are playing with entry proofs? All right, tell me They're experimenting to right. find better flavors. All right, who, who's playing with entry proofs here, James? Let's, let's, let's go down. A ton alcohol. of people are. All right. Um, There's a million points on a plane. Name one. Okay. Chattanooga Whiskey, Starlight. All your experimental distilleries are, try, are playing with it. They're playing with different right. barrel profiles, different chars, different toasts. You don't mess with something that's perfect. <laughs> what is wild turkey going to barrel at? Hell, I don't know. Same thing all the time. 107. You don't mess with something that's that good. Is, is that good? Why mess with it? We need to end this show because we got another show to record. Oh, yeah. You got a lot of editing to do. Yeah, I got a lot of editing to do. <laughs> all right. All right, gentlemen. Are y'all on Instagrams? You, Al, you don't do the Facebook. Uh, you don't do not. nothing. How, how are y'all? Y'all got to at least get on Facebook to hang out with us. We got uh, lo- yeah, we need to do. I, I don't, So I'm probably the worst kind of internet user. I only have lurker accounts. So I want to see a lurker. That means I can look. I'm watching, but like I never made any comment, never made a like. Yeah, stalking a lurker account. Because I, I got to see what the new thing that dropped, right? Whether it's a barrel pick or a new IPA or something. So I got lurker accounts, but it's not a real name. It's an extra email. So I just don't engage in the social media as myself. But I can, well, I'm going to challenge him. I'm, I'm going to have him once a month put up a beer for our people to try. Right. Oh, so he's got to get him a count. The Al's, Al's Beer of the Month corner. I got him on we, Facebook. Y'all can even collaborate. Yeah, I, I, I have an Instagram account called Zach.Consumes. It's just me and everything I eat and drink when I feel the need that I want to post it. Son, if Bob had one of them damn pages <laughs> like that, that son of a gun, they'd have to have its own archive. Yeah, you, you, you'd see it smoking. It's, yeah, it's, it's, all, it. its own damn server at Instagram headquarters. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you, you can... Uh, I'm on that. I'm, I'm I'm on Twitter, but I only read, so yeah, not we, really. We don't have those. Yeah. We, we have a Twitter, but I don't do anything. I mean, it, I he's just, big on the TikTok now. I just constantly get messages from Russian half-naked women. I mean, I just not the worst. I, I, I do, I do mess with them on Instagram. I do mess with them sometimes. It's pretty funny. It's pretty. Funny. James, where they can, where, where where can they find us? They can find us on Facebook, BS and Bourbon, the and sign. Then Instagrams, then BS and yep. Bourbon ATL. Then you can find Bob at your local buffet, <laughs> Chinese buffet with desserts or, or Golden Corral. Yeah, it's got to have desserts. He ain't going. All right. Thank you everybody for joining us. Bye.